the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Mojo Five O. Hello and welcome to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I'm your host, Pat Oni, and. Uh, Interesting week in politics. Uh, we had some elections around the country earlier this week, which we'll get into here in a few minutes. And I got to say, they're, they're interesting, to say the least. Um, I, I don't think if, if we break it down, especially if we look at like Virginia or Kentucky, uh, maybe even Mississippi, they, they weren't the outcomes that you or I as conservatives would hope for, certainly. But they were interesting, and there's been a lot of talk about them and, and how they are going to play out in next year's 2020 election. But I'm not, I'm not so worried that these elections that happened just a few days ago are necessarily what's going to happen a year from now. We never know, but I don't think... Just because what happened a few days ago is going to happen next year. Nothing happens the same way twice. And so I don't think you're going to see a blue wave or a red wave across the country. Rather, I think you're going to see a really big mix of things. I I think it's going to go blue in some areas and red in others. And... It's not going to be a clear majority one way or another, but that's just my thought, and I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'll get deeper into this here in just a second, but first, I need to tell you about KBMD CBD oil. Um, If you haven't checked this out yet, if you have nagging joint discomfort, difficulty sleeping, frequent inflammation, mood swings, gut problems, then the KBMD MD CBD oil may be able to provide some relief. You'll want to do your due diligence, do some research on it, make sure it's actually right for you. I mean, it is, you know, clinic uh, clinically trusted by actual medical doctors, but just because that's the case doesn't mean it's not right for you. You need to look into it and make sure this is right for you. Um, so go to KBMD CBD oil, check it out. If it's right for you, use the promo code PAT. That's KBMD CBD oil and use the promo code PAT. Okay, so let's let's get into the world of, of politics. Um, and, and like I said, there, there are a lot of interesting things here. Now, I'll get into Virginia and stuff here in just a few minutes, but there were a lot of interesting things that, that came up in the news cycle this week that I thought would be worth mentioning on the show um, because – People tend to read a lot into politics, myself included. Um, but I'm also a very much a political junkie, as I know most of you are. And 
um, it, it's 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 just interesting. Uh, and where I want to start is with this is uh, th- there was a report from from five thirty eight about Democratic voters wanting a new candidate. I'm not sure, and I'm with Nate Silver on this one. I'm not a hundred percent sure that Democratic voters want another candidate. Um, I think there are a lot of Democratic voters, and I know several of them, that are very happy with a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren type because they want socialism and they, they want someone that's more progressive and they want someone that can, can really do things for them and give them things. And, and so that, you know, what they feel is a struggle, they don't have to struggle for as much and they can, they can have more like what they consider the top 1% to have. It's not all true, but but that's that's what that's what they want. They want they want everybody to be equal. What they don't really understand about that is, is that everyone will be equally poor and equally miserable under a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren presidency because well that's frankly how socialism works. But I digress. Um, that's that's not where I'm going with this. Um, but there's a lot of lot of talk that that voters want another candidate. And if you look at the front runners, I mean you have Joe Biden. Joe Biden I think the the last poll I saw which also came from 538 had Biden nationwide out by 12 points. Um and I can't remember what poll it was specifically, but there was a poll where he was leading roughly by about 12 points for, from the rest of the crowd. If there's anything that I have learned from polls, is that you really can't trust them at all. Uh, if we think back to the 2016 election, if you looked at the polls the day before, and even the day of the election, you would have thought, if you were to judge from the polls, that it would have gone very, very differently, and we would have a very, very different president right now that would not be Donald Trump. So the only real poll that you can trust is really the election results. I don't like polls. I, I think they can be very misleading. They're not always polling the right audience. There's a lot of things that skew the data. And depending on who's doing the polling depends on where they're pulling their data from. And so different polls are going to say different things. And so I just, for me, the only poll that matters is the actual election results. And so looking at this, you know, a lot of people that I know, especially millennials, they're they're not really happy with the idea of having a Joe Biden president. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they're not happy with that idea. They want more of a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren type. And it's not necessarily because of Joe Biden's age. Well, depending on who you ask, it is because of Joe Biden's age. Um but a lot of people feel that he's just not as sharp as he used to be. It's it's funny to me when I hear people say that that oh they, Joe Biden he, he's just he's just not as sharp as he used to be. He says a lot of crazy things up on stage. But I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If that's how people feel, then why is he why is he the front runner right now? What is it about him that makes him the front runner? 
And I think for a lot of people, it comes down to one simple thing. They miss Obama. A lot of Democratic voters miss President Obama. And they see Joe Biden as, I don't know if an Obama protege is the right words for it, but I think they see a lot of similarities with Joe Biden that they would see with Barack Obama. Um, and so I think maybe that's why he's got such a such a uh, a lead. But yet Obama has yet to endorse Joe Biden. So that's I could be completely wrong and off base there. But I, I think I wonder if that's how people see him. And then if we're going off of age and, you know, not being as sharp as they used to be. My next question is, why is Bernie Sanders doing as well as he is? I think part of it is carrying over from the last election. Now, granted, he got a lot of support in the last election because he was not Hillary. But I think that momentum and the hatred for Trump and the want for more progressivism and socialism and things like that are propelling um, a Bernie Sanders campaign. And I think you're seeing some of that carry over into Elizabeth Warren, who is basically Hillary Jr., if if you will, um, she's she doesn't have the the scandals that, that Hillary has. I, I think if if voters really looked at Hillary versus Elizabeth Warren, I think if Elizabeth Warren actually had ran in twenty sixteen um, for the office of president, um, she would have beat Hillary for the nomination. I don't think Hillary would have won that. I I think Elizabeth Warren, from a Democratic voter standpoint is much more likable and a much better candidate than Hillary Clinton ever was because she was always plagued with scandal and corruption. And that's what a lot of voters, especially younger voters, millennials, did not want to see in a candidate coming from the Democratic Party. But that's what they got stuck with. Um, and considering you know Hillary more or less cheated her way to the top, beating Bernie Sanders, and that whole thing was just rigged as all get out but 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 again beside the point so and then you look at the rest of the democratic field and it's like there's just not much there um i don't think cory booker's gonna get it i don't think tulsi gabbard's gonna get it though i will say this and i've said this before if the democrats want a chance at beating donald trump Tulsi Gabbard is your best bet, and the reason she is your best bet is because she is more centered than the rest of the party. Um, and a lot of Republicans actually have a lot of respect for Tulsi Gabbard. I even have admitted my respect for Tulsi Gabbard. Don't get me wrong. She's a progressive. She wants a lot of the same things that, that the uh, top three want. Um, her politics ultimately suck, but the way she approaches the audience, the way she is trying to approach voters, not just Democratic voters, but all voters, she's trying to treat everybody with respect. And that is something that I can respect. Now, I will openly admit this could be a total sham, and she could be just pulling everybody's chain right now. I wanted I what I want for this country, I, I want it to stop being a 
Republican versus Democrat, conservative versus liberal. I wanted to stop being that. I wanted to stop. I want to stop being so divisive and so party lined um, that we all forget how this country was built, and that was based on representation. Uh, yes, while it's nice to be in the majority, while it's nice to have all the power and. Um, when, when your party or, or when people that align more with your politics than not are in power and getting things done that, that you feel are really beneficial for this country and for your family and so on and so forth. While I understand it, I also want everyone to feel that they are represented. And because that's the point, there's not supposed to be a tyranny of the majority. But there's also not supposed to be a tyranny of the minority. The majority and the minority are supposed to be represented. That's the idea of a representative republic. We are all supposed to be represented. I don't like Tulsi Gabbard's politics. But I think America survives much better if Donald Trump is unseated as president and a democratic challenger takes over. I think the country is much better under a Tulsi Gabbard presidency than anyone else that's running. I'm not saying that things aren't going to go wrong. I'm not saying that she's not going to do damage because she will. She's still a progressive. So, so, so make no mistake. But if I had to choose from the democratic party right now, I choose Tulsi Gabbard. Um, but looking at this is like, okay, so if Democrats are looking for another or a better candidate, who do they go for? Um, they still have like, what, like 17 people that are still, still running for the, uh, Democratic nomination for president, 17 people. And, and there's reports saying that voters want, want, want someone else other than, than who's running. I'm not I'm not sure that I buy that. I think there's a lot of people that feel very satisfied about who's running. I think there's a lot of people that feel very satisfied with how the polls are showing when it comes to Biden, Warren, or uh <clears throat> Bernie Sanders um in those polls, uh, especially by comparison to Trump because many of those polls are showing that each of those candidates will beat him in 2020. Now again, the poll said the same thing about Hillary Clinton in 2016. So I really don't hold a lot of weight on those polls uh, because they, they just don't mean much. The only poll that really matters is the actual election results. So who do, who do Democratic voters want if no one in this current field? Well, Michael Bloomberg is supposedly and likely – going to enter the race. Now, we've heard other names like uh, John Kerry. Um, we've even heard Hillary Clinton being tossed around. A lot of people think Hillary Clinton's going to enter the race at some point here soon. I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I, I really don't. I think a lot of jokes have been made. A lot of speculation has been made. But I think what happens if she enters the race, then it will really destroy any momentum 
that the Democrats have right now. I mean, considering she already lost to Donald Trump in 2016, it, 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 I don't think people want a repeat of that election. I think they want someone that they really feel can beat him in 2020. And I don't think anyone thinks that Hillary Clinton can do that. Not in this field. I think, and, and plus, if you look at it this way, the 2020 field for Democrats is much, much more competitive than what it was in 2016. So the competition's a lot higher. And I don't think Hillary has the gumption or the backing to be able to compete with a lot of these candidates that are now currently running. I don't even think that she could beat out a Cory Booker at this point. And right now, he's one of the weaker ones that are running, if you ask me. Um, but he's going to be in the race for a little while longer. Um, Kamala Harris is on her way out. I mean, she's already kind of closed out of New Hampshire. And if uh, I think she'll go through Iowa. Um, and if she doesn't win Iowa, she's done. She's absolutely done. Um, so she'll be likely one of the next people to drop out. I don't know that we'll see any big names drop out until after Iowa. Um, and, and that, cause Iowa is going to be very, very telling, um, as, as to who is going to be dropping out sooner than later and who's going to be taking their campaign a little further. So Iowa, it will be one to, to, to watch out for. But anyway, I want to get into Virginia now because Virginia is an interesting, um, Election. So, so was Kentucky and Mississippi, but but Virginia was especially odd um, because you typically don't see elections like this that happen very often. And, and what happened to give you some context is that Virginia flipped all of its House seats and all of its Senate seats um, to go. Blue. Um, everything went blue. Um, not that not the no Republicans won or anything like that, but the majority in, in those in those both houses right now in Virginia is is Democrat. I'm thinking why? Why did that happen? Well, Virginia in in my mind is more of a blue state anyway. Um, I don't know that it's really truly. I mean, if anything, it's it may be more purple than blue, but. I think it's purple leaning blue. I don't. I don't think it's really much of a Republican state. I do think there's a lot of Republican representation there, but ultimately, I think a lot of people in Virginia are very, very upset um, with Donald Trump. I, I don't think that Virginia is friendly um, to President Trump. Um, at least. That's not what ha- what Governor Ralph Northam would have you believe. Now I I don't know I, I I haven't lived in Virginia for years. I know I know Doc was uh, Virginia always had a very special place in his heart, and I I have family in the area. So I mean, don't get me wrong, Virginia, you're beautiful. You just have a very rough politics problem at the moment. I mean, it's it's it doesn't look good on you. It really doesn't. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm getting the feeling that. When, when you see a state flip like this and it goes predominantly blue, what was voter turnout like? And according to an article from 538, 
turnout was 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 huge in these in these elections. Um, it was higher than it had been in a long time. So, if that's the case, what does that mean for 2020? I think the big takeaway there is there's going to be a lot of voter turnout in 2020. That doesn't mean that Virginia is going to go blue in 2020. There's just going to be a lot of voter turnout in 2020. Um, same thing with Kentucky. Same thing with Mississippi. I don't think Virginia going just flip-flopping blue automatically means it's going to go blue in 2020. I don't think that at all. It's still a year away. Lots of people can change their minds. Um, there could be a lot of moderates that that voted blue for, for this 2019 election. And there could be a lot of those moderates that are going to be voting for Donald Trump in 2020. You never know. Um, so it really kind of just is based on who voted and what kind of turnout did, did uh, partisan politics have to play. Now, the concerning part about this is that with Virginia having a, a very blue government right now is what is going to happen in the coming months. Well, Governor uh, Northrum was on um, was on uh, CNN, and he was talking about uh, gun control. And when he started talking about this, I got I got a little concerned for Virginia. Um, it, it, this this does not look good for you. But uh, let's let's play a little of this clip just to see uh, what, what he has to say here. First of all, you talked about national politics. You didn't mention the president's name, but I think you were referring to him. So what role do you think he played in the election outcome? Well, he's been he's been terrible for our economy in Virginia, uh, and we, we've done well despite him. But, you know, things like the coal mines that, that are shutting down in the, the southwest, he promised uh, those individuals that he would help them. And he, he's done absolutely nothing uh, for our farmers. Uh, I, I grew up on a farm on Virginia's eastern shore. We grow soybeans. The tariffs uh, have, have hurt us tremendously. Um, so he's made a lot of promises and, and just hasn't been there for the people of Virginia. And, and they're, they're smart and they realize that. And then finally, his coziness with the NRA. Um, you know, again, we've had this, this mass tragedy in Virginia. Last year, we lost over a thousand lives to gun violence. And, and people have said enough is enough. Okay, hold on, hold on a minute. His coziness to the NRA. Again, I don't think people understand what the NRA is. The NRA is not... Uh, an entity that sells guns there are a, a a group, I guess you could look at them as a lobbyist group that, that advocates for Second Amendment rights. Uh, under no way, shape, or form do they advocate for gun violence. And uh, a thousand people over the last year that, that lost their lives to gun violence, um, how many people lost their lives to car accidents? Guarantee you that number is a lot higher. I don't see people going after the car. A little more. Enough. And, you know, I've, I've told the legislators, I need people that will come to Richmond and, and, and have dialogue. Uh, they'll take votes and pass laws to, to make Virginia safer. And, and so, so people spoke yesterday, and, and I'm just excited. We're going to get a lot of good things done in the Commonwealth of Virginia. On the issue of gun violence, when will you bring that up? How soon after everyone is inaugurated? And what specifically are you going to push for? Well, it's a great question. And, you know, when I brought the legislature back on July the 9th, uh, 
Uh, I put eight pieces of common sense gun legislation, things like universal background checks. We used to have one gun a month in Virginia uh, that worked very well. Getting rid of bump stocks, uh, high volume magazines, red flag laws. These are common sense pieces of legislation. Uh, I will introduce those again uh, in January, and I'm convinced uh, with, with a majority now in the House and the Senate, they will become law. And, and because of that, Virginia will be safer. But I think in Virginia yesterday, people spoke about the progress that we've made, the progress that we'll continue to make. Uh, um, you know, another issue that is very, very important in Virginia is women's reproductive health care and also stopping the discrimination oh, against the LGBTQ community. Those are important issues. And, and Virginians spoke to those yesterday. And, and we're listening and we're going to pass some good laws and policy to move Virginia forward. All right. So the hours in the archives. So I'm going to have to come back and address that here in a minute because I'm right up against the break. Uh, but before I get into the break, let me tell you a little bit about Entron Teal. Uh, go to lovemytummy.com slash mojo. Use the promo code mojo to get your uh, three-month supply for just 99 bucks. If you're feeling bloated and you're feeling sick to your stomach all the time, go to lovemytummy.com. Get you some Entron Teal. I promise you're going to feel better. You'll get that three-month supply for just 99 bucks. Uh, you're listening to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. Uh, you can follow me over on the Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. You can find me over on Facebook, Instagram, and MeWe. Got the own, my own chat room over there on the MeWe. I'm usually there uh, during the show hour, so come and chat. Uh, you're listening to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O, and we will be right back right after this. discount prices on you. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information. Handle all the insurance paperwork and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I am your host, Pat Oni. And uh, as I was saying before the break, you can follow me over on the Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. Use the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat. Uh, you can also find me over on Facebook, 
Instagram and over on the MeWe. I have my own chat room over there on the MeWe. I am on all social media during the time the show airs, which is every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And I love talking with this audience and talking about the show. Uh, so, so come on there and talk. Let me know what you think about the show, uh, what we're talking about. Uh, give me your thoughts and opinions and everything. And we can just pretty much chat whatever about whatever you want to. So, um, and it's like I said, always there and uh, ready to have some fun with with each and every one of you. Well, it is Saturday and it is football season, and I need to tell you about cat coolers. Uh, you know, it it's getting colder. You know the, the weather is not as not as good as it used to be, but uh, if you're going out and you're tailgating, you still want to keep your food and your drinks good, keep them cold. Uh, and so, cat coolers are really good for this because they're industrial grade coolers. They can keep your food and drinks cold up to seven days. Uh, so go to Cat Coolers, use the promo code Pat. Um, enjoy the football game, whatever. If you're doing like a family outing or anything like that, or if you're doing. Um, Maybe some camping or something like that this time of year. Which, if you're camping at this time of year and it's it's this cold outside, um, more power to you, I guess. Um, I wouldn't be caught dead camping this time of year. It is too dang cold for that crap. Um, so, but if that's the case, though, make sure you get your cat cooler and just go use that promo code Pat. And it is Saturday, and it is football season. And you know who's back from their bye week? That's right. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes back from their bye week. And you know what that means. I just love it. I love it. And you know what? What makes it even better is knowing that in this audience there are some fans from a place that I will never ever say on this show. Um, but but as a Ohio State fan, we often refer to it as that state up north, or that team up north, or as I like to sometimes call it, Canada. Um, you know the. the that that nasty nasty school from up north. I I, I know um, that there are, are are fans in this audience that are unfortunately fans of of that pathetic school and football team. So I I just enjoy uh, playing this uh, theme song for you every week so that you can understand uh, the joy it is to be a Buckeye and the joy it is to watch a team come out every week and play uh, real football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I just, it just brings so much joy to my heart. But all right, I've kept you guys waiting long enough. I'm sure Virginia Jackal at this point is sending me uh, gifts of her waiting for her uh, Mrs. Pat recipe of the week, and use the hashtags uh, stand with Mrs. Pat um, and uh, get them in. But this week's recipe, I'm going to warn you. It's a little different. It's one of those kinds of recipes that you don't want to knock it until you try it. And the reason why I say this is because I was also in this boat. Now, we know Thanksgiving is coming up. 
And we all have our own traditions and things like that, especially when it comes to what we do on Thanksgiving Day, um, for watching football, you know, what kind of food is served, all this sort of stuff, right? Well, since living in Utah, growing up in Ohio and then, and then um, coming out here and living in Utah, I have been introduced to some different things, um, I guess you could say, within Mormon culture. Now, this isn't necessarily specific to Mormon culture. There's there's um, a lot of other things that, that are, but this isn't necessarily. But this is a, a recipe that my wife's family really, really enjoys on Thanksgiving. And it's something that my wife makes. And... Um, it's shockingly good. I am, um, and it, what it's called, it's called raspberry jello pretzel salad. I'm going to say it again raspberry jello pretzel salad. Now, it's not actually a salad, like, there's no lettuce or anything like that in it. Okay. It's kind of like, how do I explain it? So, obviously, it's jello. Um, it's got whipped cream, and it's it's basically the crust is pretzel, um, and it's it's semi crushed, and then like on top of the whipped cream, you actually lay over some crushed pretzel, and so you get this raspberry, and, and I, I believe she actually does put raspberries in it as well, um, so you actually get. Um, Oh, there's actually, looking at the recipe, there's actually crushed pineapple in it, too. Um, and there's whipped topping. Um, and then there's the raspberry jello. And there's actually, yeah, so, so there, there is crushed frozen raspberries in it, too. And um, it, it's really, you would think of this as a dessert, but we actually eat this with, um, as part of our dinner. This isn't a dessert. This actually goes with our dinner itself on Thanksgiving day. And, um, what it, it's kind of like, if you like cranberry sauce or anything like that, this is almost, I, I wouldn't call it a replacement, but it, but it could be. Um, and it, what it's basically that, that sweet, but also savory flavor with the pretzels, um, that, that are on it as well. So you, you kind of get that sweet savory taste to it. Guys, I'm telling you, this is shockingly good. And don't knock it until you try it. Um, so I will put up the recipe on social media. I will have it in the MeWe chat room. Um, so come check it out. Let me know what you guys think of this one. Because, like I said, this one is very, very different than anything I've ever given out on the show in terms of the Mrs. Pat recipes. Um, but it is good. And I, I wouldn't share something with you if I myself didn't think it was good. So check it out. Let me know. I know some of you um, send me pictures um, from time to time of all the things that you've made from Mrs. Pat. I love it. And I actually show it to her when you guys actually send me that stuff. Um, it actually really makes her day. Um, so this is, uh, uh, this is really, this has really been a fun segment for both of us. And um, yeah, so, so, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Okay. So I guess it's back to politics and election stuff. And uh, 
we left off in the last hour. We, we, were, we were talking about our top of the hour, I should say. Uh, we were talking about Virginia. Uh, we were talking about the Virginia elections. We were talking about Governor North, uh, Northam's comments on uh, gun control and what, what he's planning to do with that. He's planning to reintroduce gun control measures in the upcoming legislative session after all the new Democrats have been sworn in. Um, this could be very, 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 very bad um, for Virginians. Um, first of all, these guys are supposed to uphold your constitutional rights. Um, passing laws that are for any kind of gun control infringe on those Second Amendment rights. Um, and that is essentially what they are intending to do for the sake of, as Governor Northam put it, a safety. And they said they had over a thousand people last year that were killed due to gun violence. Um, my question of that is how many of those were accidents? How many of those were suicides? How many of those were actually like mass shooting? Like I, I would want to see a breakdown of what that looks like in Virginia. With all of that said, how many people were killed in car accidents in Virginia last year? Got a feeling it's probably more than those killed by guns. Uh, same thing with, with, uh, with knives, blunt objects, hand-to-hand. How many of those people were killed due to those kinds of reasons? And then how many of, the, how many of those things can be stopped if someone was carrying concealed or, or, or carrying a gun with them? How many of those kinds of things could be stopped? And, and I've always said that the best deterrent for any any bad guy out there is having the ability to be able to protect yourself. Now, I'm not saying that means carrying a gun. I've never said that. I've always wanted someone to be careful or to be comfortable about how they want to be able to defend themselves. If they are not comfortable around a firearm, you're actually in more danger because you don't know how to comfortably use one. Um, then not. But if you are, if you actually go out and practice, if you've gotten your concealed carry, um, you will be much safer. Um, I will never force someone to own a gun, but I also expect the same respect in return. I do not want anyone to force me to not own a gun. Um, and so um, Governor Northam is planning on doing it. Now, the other big thing that you probably caught right at the end of his video is he talked about the other big issue is women's reproductive rights. Now, we know Virginia passed, was it a year ago? Was it two years ago? When when was that? Um, it, it was, I think it was, it was like earlier last year where they, they passed um, an, an abortion law. Um, and it wasn't anti-abortion. It wasn't. It wasn't like what Alabama did. This was very much the opposite. Um, and I can't remember all the extremes, but it, but it's basically very pro-abortion, killing babies. Um, and, and I'm very very pro the idea. If you are an elected official and you are in favor of killing the most innocent among us, I don't care if it's abortion or not. You shouldn't be in office. Governor Northam shouldn't be in office if that's what he supports. 
Now, he's been plagued with scandals and stuff, too. So I don't really take his word at, at value. Um, it's it's To me, this, this guy does not deserve to be in office based upon that and based upon that he wants to infringe on the Virginians' constitutional rights. We have this document I don't called the Constitution that is the supreme law of the land and the state of Virginia is going to infringe on that law, that law being the Second Amendment. That's how far Virginia has fallen over the last few years. And I feel sorry for Virginia. I feel sorry for the people of Virginia. Uh, it's a beautiful state. Like I said, I have family there. Um, and uh, and I know some of you even live in Virginia. And uh, how, how this happened, I'm not sure. What I do know is, is that a lot of people came out to vote in that election. And that's that's the that's the the signal that Virginia is is sending going into 2020. I don't know if Virginia is going to go blue or if it's going to go red or if it's going to go purple in 2020. I have no idea. I have no idea. But what I do know is that I think it, it will present as concerning to many people around the country of what is going to happen in 2020. Now, again, I will say this. I don't think we're going to see a red wave. I don't think we're going to see a blue wave. I think we're going to see a mixed bag across the country. And honestly, if that's the case, that could actually be very, very beneficial to President Trump. The reason I say that is, is because he will win states um, that he won in the last election because they, they lean more to the right and they lean more Republican, whereas Democrats will, will win probably more states that go traditionally blue. Yes, there will be some swing states like Ohio and Virginia, Florida, Michigan, even Pennsylvania in this case. And I think a lot of that is going to come down to the economy. And Donald Trump has actually done really, really well for the nation's economy and, and for getting uh, more jobs to people. Uh, the, the unemployment rate has gone down um, since Trump has been in office. So I think a lot of that will play a role. I think Governor Northam is very wrong about Virginians in terms of like the coal miners and things like that, where, where their economy um, isn't doing as well. I guess it depends on what aspect of the economy. I, I guess, you know, maybe mining, maybe not be doing as well there. But that's been that's been a trend for a long time. That's not that's not a Donald Trump thing. Um, it's been that way for a while. This is this has nothing to do with anything that Trump has or hasn't done. It's just technology changes, the way we use energy changes, and the way the markets change, the job markets. I mean, there's just a lot of changes, and I don't know if that's anything that can necessarily be directly tied to Donald Trump. Now, has he actually helped them? Maybe, maybe not. I, I would actually want a Virginian to be able to tell me, um, is is Donald Trump really, truly helping the state of Virginia? Um, I mean, he's helping plenty of other states around the country. 
uh, Utah being one of them. Um, but I'm, I'm curious as to, to what Virginians have to say. And uh, those of you that live in Virginia, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So um, make sure you tweet at me at The Paddling Show. Um, come talk to me on MeWe. Uh, and also, you know, you can use the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat, what I learned today and all that sort of stuff too. So I would love to hear what your thoughts and opinions are on, on what happened in Virginia and, and what you think is going to happen in 2020. And does this really set any kind of precedence uh, going into the 2020 election. All right, now I want to shift some gears a little bit here um, because I came across some audio from The View. And uh, say what you want about The View. The View is... It, it's it's just a glorified opinion show on national television. And it's... Really, the opinions of, of for the most part, of some people that, that are very disconnected to what's really going on in this country. Uh, one of those people, for example, is Joy Behar. Joy Behar, how do I say this? She's not funny and she's not smart. <laughs> uh, she's kind of stupid. Um, and... It's it's just it's funny to me on on that that she's even on this show because I think there are plenty of more qualified people out there um, that are, are are everyday people like you and me that that could speak to the issues um, that is going around the United States of America than Joy Behar ever could, and apparently Joy Behar, well she I, it's obvious she's very much a Hillary Clinton fan that she's very much in the bag for Hillary Clinton and, and was likely um, a very big Clinton. Well, we, we know she was a big Clinton supporter back in 2016 um, and is, is very, very progressive and all sorts of stuff. But uh, they had uh, Tulsi Gabbard on um, on The View a few days ago, and it, it was interesting, um, to say the least, on um, what they had to say um, to Tulsi. And... What it came down to is uh, Tulsi came on and she started um, that, you know, that she's a, a strong, intelligent woman of color, um, that she's interested in protecting the safety, security, and liberty of all Americans. And, well, Joy Behar sort of slammed back by calling her a useful idiot. And I would like to think that Tulsi put her in her place, but l- l- let me let me play the audio because this is actually pretty good. It's offensive to me as a soldier, as an American, as a member of Congress, as a veteran, and frankly, as a woman, to be so demeaned in such a way. But you called her the personification of rock. So demeaned She's a woman in such too. a way. Well, I'm pointing to the fact that she has continued this legacy of being the world's police around the world that has waged wars costing the lives of thousands of my brothers and sisters in uniform. I'm speaking out against that. And What's to your change, evidence that? To change. Well, can I? Are can you I, serious? Let's hear it. Are you serious? <laughs> let's hear it. I served in the war. Wait, 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 wait. Did you guys all catch that? So Joy, so Joy Behar is, is like, well, you, you called her the personification of, of rot. Um, what do you have to say to that? Where's your evidence that that, that she's actually a, a warmonger? Like, like, and then, and then Tulsi's like, "Are you serious? Are you serious? 
Like, let's play that again because that that, that was really good. Lives of thousands of my brothers and sisters in uniform. I'm speaking out against that. And What's to your change of that? To change. Well, can I? Are, can you, I, serious? Let's hear it. are you serious? <laughs> let's hear it. I served in the war Not in you. Iraq. How are you saying that, that she's exactly? She's a I served monger. in How the war in that? Iraq yeah. that she championed. She championed a regime change Did war you not in Libya. In that war? I believe the lies that were told to us. Well, so did she. Uh, um. <laughs> it, it, is, it is indisputable. It is indisputable to say anything other than the fact well, this guy that Hillary, let me just close this out, that Hillary Clinton throughout her career has led with the foreign policy of interventionism mm -hmm. and being the world's police, going and toppling dictators in other countries that has caused such destruction and loss of life. I'm against that. I'm running for president to change that. Rather than actually debate me on the issues, she and others are resorting to these smear tactic campaigns, seeking to undermine me, smear my character, and sending a message to anyone who dissents Stand, toe the line, or you too will be smeared. And for those of you that don't remember, um, was it the last month or so? Maybe it was two months ago. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but but Hillary Clinton basically came out and said that um, Tulsi Gabbard uh, was a Russian asset. Um, while she is a progressive Democrat, I will give her that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Tulsi is a Russian asset. Um, Tulsi was in our military and she served our country. Um, I, I, until I'm proven otherwise, I think she at least deserves that respect. And, uh, you know, she's not getting it from, from Hillary Clinton and she's especially not getting it from Joy Behar, who, uh, apparently felt like her, her idol, Hillary Clinton, um, was was being treated unjustly and without respect, which Hillary Clinton has done really nothing in the last several years that deserves any kind of respect, and uh, uh, least of all from Tulsi Gabbard, who has actually served in, in the military. And I would actually be curious to see uh, what Tulsi would have to say about Benghazi, for example, and how Hillary treated that situation when she was Secretary of State. Um, and, and so, and, and she's right. Hillary has been, um, very much an intervent, an interventionist, um, across the world, um, for years. I mean, she was, she was very the pro Iraq war and all that stuff too. Um, granted many of us were when, when it first started. Um, so, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily faulting her for that, but, um, Hillary has always had an ulterior motive for whatever she does. She is the personification of rot. I haven't seen anything in Tulsi's character that would suggest that she's the same way. Again, she's progressive, and her politics suck, but that doesn't mean she's not worthy of respect. Um, and, and that is something that, again, I appreciate of her. And I, and I will continue to give her that respect until I find reason that she no longer deserves that respect. Um, and I'm not actively looking for it. I actually hope that she is the person that she's claiming to be on TV and, and that she actually means what she says. Joy Behar, on the other hand, um, well... She more or less is also the personification of rot, like Hillary Clinton. Um, yeah, like like it's 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 if if she can't see it, if she's really going to support someone that is that corrupt and has been plagued with scandal for years, um, then she's part of the problem. 
She is absolutely part of the problem. Um, and, and speaking of The View, I'm sure many of you saw uh, earlier this week, uh, Donald Trump Jr. was also on The View, and he uh, got an earful from both Whoopi and Joy Behar as well. And uh, it, it was interesting because he, he calls he calls Joy Behar out for wearing blackface. And there's actual images of when she uh, supposedly was wearing blackface. And, and I would consider it, you know, that too. I mean, at least it, it, to some extent. Um, it, it wasn't like I think a lot of other people wore it. But, you know, she certainly... Um, darkened her skin enough to at least make herself look like she was African-American. And, you know, she's freaked out about over people wearing blackface and uh, calling them, you know, I, I don't know. If, I'm sure she's called them racist. I, I don't have like any audio to, to, to say otherwise, but um, she claimed that she didn't. And yet, you know, we have images out there that she very much clearly at least dressed up like an African-American. And so it's, pretty hypocritical of her. And then he goes after Whoopi Goldberg. Um, oh God, drawing a blank on the guy's name now, but uh, where he, he, he raped a, a young girl and she's like, well, it wasn't rape, rape. Oh, well, if it wasn't rape, rape, what kind of rape was it? I thought there was really only really one kind of rape out there. I mean, statutory rape is still rape. So, yeah, so he 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 put them over over the the, the fire for that one, and uh, it, it's it's almost like it's it's funny to me because they they deny that they've ever said these things, but yet there's plenty of record um, to say that they have. And and uh, Whoopi was like, well, we haven't been advocating for impeachment of of President Trump since since the election. The day after election, there's actually audio of them on the View talking about impeaching Donald Trump. So it's just. It's just funny. The the view to me has has no credibility, and it's it's you know it's easy for me because it's well as a radio host we are all sitting here we're talking about our opinions on things just as they are, but it's almost like they do zero research. They just talk about their opinions and their feelings and. They, they forget that the facts don't care about their feelings. And and I think that's the problem is that they, they think that their, their feelings are somehow fact and that they need to be validated somehow. I don't watch The View. Uh, I tend to find clips of things here and there from them that, you know, I may play on the show here because it's, it's, it's ridiculous by all means. Um, and how they treated Don Jr. was was pretty disrespectful in, in many cases of when he was on there. I mean, they were going after him pretty hard for tweeting out the name of the whistleblower and the impeachment uh, inquiry. And when, when the Drudge Report released his name days prior, and, and Whoopi's like, well, I don't know how many people uh, uh, watch or read the Drudge Report. Um, millions, Whoopi, millions read the Drudge Report. Um, and I'm sure many people in your audience already knew because they probably read the Drudge Report too, whether you realize it or not. Donald Trump Jr. did not say anything that wasn't already out there. 
And yet they were trying to make it look like, well, he, he, he did this guy a disservice and he, he could be under a lot of threats now. But I digress. Well, uh, before I go, because this is pretty much the end of the show, let me tell you a little bit about APR Coffee, American Pride Roasters. Now, I'm not a coffee drinker myself, but if I were, it would be all about, I would be all about the American Pride Roasters, all about the APR Coffee. Um, there's lots of different flavors out there. Um, they also do some tea as well, so if you're more of a tea drinker, you can definitely check that out. Um, you can follow me over on the Twitter at The Patterning Show, Instagram, Facebook, and MeWe. Um, I will put up the Mrs. Pat recipe soon. Use the hashtag stand with Mrs. Pat. Uh, just remember, don't get lost. Remember who you are. And no means no. And oh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.